0: Welcome to Naked and Counting, the longest-running podcast serving the Afro-Latin dance community. I'm Magna Powell,
1: And I'm Leon Rose. We're here to discuss the topics that you want to hear in an informative and light-hearted way.
0: What up, Leon?
1: What's up, Magna power. How are you doing today?
0: I am doing great. How are you?
1: Uh, not so bad, but my toe is hurting, but uh, it could be worse.
0: Yeah? What did you put it in?
1: What, the, what did
0: <laughs> I put it in? I mean, ice. Did you put it in ice? You know, make sure that it's iced up and it's not swelling.
1: What did I put? Did I put ice on my toe, or did I put my toe in,
0: <laughs> in something?
1: <laughs> uh, uh, you've changed since you became an American citizen.
0: I've changed since I've been your friend and had recordings on a weekly basis with you. That's where the change has come. So, Leon. I got a question for you because you do performance teams. You've got students on performance teams. Uh, You've obviously also got your pro team, which is a little bit different because I'm not sure that they need as much motivational coaching to get on stage and feel comfortable and enjoy themselves. But last week I had my live chat. And one of the questions that I had gotten was from another dancer who has his own team. And he was talking about the struggles that he has getting his students to feel comfortable and confident with the material even though they know it so he was saying that if he was doing it with a count they got it they were actually able to understand they were able to execute it and everything but when they would play the music all of a sudden he would have a difficult time getting them to smile still and still you know feel like they know it even though they know it so I mean this one is definitely one of those episodes that's going to be you know one for a team but <laughs> I'm I didn't curious
1: have a to speak before you slipped in the title.
0: <laughs> but I answered him with I, I've done team performances and coaching students and stuff in the past. I don't do that many things like that now. But one of the things that I had suggested was especially when it comes to the pace and the tempo of a song, to practice it slowly and then slowly increase the tempo. And then the second part is. You got to look like you're having fun yourself, which was a big one for me, because this particular dancer, who's a really great dancer, doesn't always smile and have fun. So I'm like, how do you expect your students to show up and say, okay, when I perform, I need to smile and have fun when my director, when he performs, does not smile. He's so serious. Right. So I'm curious on on your side, how you would present that or if you even deal with that, because, I mean, you're pretty bubbly and you know cheery and joking all the time so
1: i think one of the most important things is um you know uh get the choreography choreography finished and rehearse it rehearse it get it to the point where you know you could wake up in the middle of the night and do this choreography
0: well that's the thing they did have that that's what he's saying is they 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 do know it like they actually know it inside out but yeah they get nervous once the music comes on
1: well that's the thing now once you get up to that point where you know the choreography
0: mm-hmm.
1: i would start doing it to different styles of music mm. different songs you know songs that because maybe the song that you've chosen for the sta- for the stage might be perfect for the stage but, you know, there's certain tunes that, that, that you might hear on the dance floor where you might sing along or you you might mm-hmm. just give that little bit extra. You might feel it a little bit differently. So what I would do is take sections of the choreography and just do it repeatedly to another song and just start to just get them to enjoy it and get them to feel it, because I'm sure there's a song that everybody knows out there that when it comes on in the club, you, you just, you know, you sing along or you, you do something. So that's one way of getting people to relax and start to find another way of, um, uh, of feeling th- what they're doing, because once you, you've got the choreography, you just need to relax. And- See, that's
0: an interesting approach because for me, at least, with my choreographies and yours too. So I'm surprised that that's, um, that's something that you would suggest is, my choreographies are very much to the music, like every element of it is to the music. Yeah. So for me to hear another song, it's really difficult for me to want to do the same movement because I'm inspired to do something completely different. So what I had suggested to him was to take different parts of the, the song, same thing as you were saying, like yeah. little chunks of the choreography and just go in on that part, you know, and, and pause the music or stop the music and just forward and say, okay, you know, try and get in on this part of the choreography. See how much you know it in different pieces and different um, uh, orders, basically. And then possibly, if you have a team of people, have each of them do a different part. So let's say one couple enters and they start doing the first part. And then he's like, all right, next one coming up. So you're kind of watching that person, you come in. So you you start to see that it doesn't matter if you mess up something here because you do know the next part and the next part in parts not just as one whole sequence that if you miss any part of that sequence, you're fucked for the rest of the song, you know?
1: Yeah. I think it's really the way that I choreograph, because I really have like this formula that I've been kind of sticking to for the last, Mm. since I started choreographing actually. So it's easy for me because there's always in every one of my choreographies, unless it's a footwork choreography, there's always like a minimum of like three partner work, sections
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so those sections that those moves and moves I could basically do on the dance floor I have Mm. my section I have my trick sections but I have partner work sections and those partner work sections is where I really love to be able to relax this is why I'm saying I would um, play other music Mm. and uh, dance to another thing because i know what i can do and what my students and what my dancers can do within that period of time Mm -hmm. within those particular moves i know what they can do they can express themselves but also this is going a little bit um in another way is that it's the ambience Mm. that you're in you know if you're in a, a, a room and you're creating this pressure where everybody has to has to be perfect has to you know has to be on time has to... Of course when you it's go too on... much
0: pressure almost. yeah
1: when you go on stage you want to be perfect you want to have everything but when the atmosphere is like that and when you're when you're uh criticizing or uh talking down to people or giving people a hard time because they haven't been able to do it right mm. that that creates a horrible atmosphere and like I've seen it like recently somebody come up to me and said oh my god I didn't I didn't expect that kind of uh atmosphere before and why we why we were on stage mm. it was just so strange it was it was not natural to me I didn't like it at all and um that got me thinking you know it, it really is the environment I personally don't like to have negativity in the dance studio
0: right
1: everything right. is a positive everything right everything is positive you know i mean we can find ways of correcting that mistake if we have to change the choreography whatever we have to do there's if we have to adapt we have to adapt but i want to make sure if i'm sending a student team or um semi-pro team or even the professional team i don't want i don't want anybody to be uncomfortable and if you can if somebody cannot get the move within a certain period of time and i only give a short amount of time but i give a a period of time mm-hmm. they don't get it in that time then I'm gonna have to change it or something's not gonna you know we're not gonna do it
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: so you know I, I will personally adapt it but if you're sticking to one way
0: mm-hmm. and you want
1: everybody to do exactly what you want and there's people that are not able to do it and they're creating stress on themselves right That stress is gonna manifest itself in a bad way on stage and people are gonna feel it right but once you create the atmosphere within the studio you know, this is obviously it's serious. You've got to get this choreography done, but you want to believe people happy. I, I try to make everybody around me happy when I'm rehearsing. I've been in periods of time where, you know, you, you, you've you rehearsed with somebody, maybe you've had an argument or maybe there's a bad, something bad that's happened during the day or, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it could be anyone. It could be me. It could be anyone in the team and everybody feels it. Right. So you've got to work around that. Right, right. Positivity. Positivity is the first thing, I think, is one thing. For sure. One for the team. Positivity.
0: (laughs) You're a little late, but yeah. Yeah, I'll take the positivity part. (laughs) Um, There's another thing that they could do also, because the positive energy that you have within the team versus the energy that you have when you're facing an audience could be quite different. So even if you have that studio environment where everyone is, encouraging, supportive, good energy, good vibes. You get on the stage and then there's your front row audience, which are arms crossed and looking at you with nothing. So another suggestion I had for him was the possibility of getting each couple to perform the entire routine as they know it to the rest of the team and have that That's team. That we do. Yeah. And have the rest of the team have different looks like have the rest of the team sit there and smile and cheer and like yeah get all pumped up to get them feeling excited and then have the rest of the team like just eyeball them you know no smiles oh no God, nothing that
1: brings me back to some memories I had a, I performed once <laughs> with somebody had their arms crossed but still looking at their phone right mm. in front of me yeah and it was another performer or uh like a taxi animator dancer in one of these clubs and that was the worst thing while but i think
0: that's not a bad approach right because we yeah. do we do tend to i mean i did that with my student teams too um We used to have everybody stop and sit and we'd have two couples go and perform, then another two, but we're all really positive and enthusiastic and encouraging. But I think another approach that would help people get over the nerves is actually to face the potential of an audience that might not be that receptive or is too busy on their own phone or has this look of like criticism and judgment the entire time. Because if you get through that, then the audience that smiles at you, that's just easy peasy.
1: Here's a trick. I use it for my uh, in my beginner's classes, because I Mm -hmm. always say that, you know, don't look down at your feet when you're doing partner work. Mm -hmm. You should really be looking at your partner. And I say, if you don't want to look directly in the eyes of your partner, look at the eyebrows. Mm -hmm. So while you're on stage, look at people's eyebrows.
0: It doesn't matter what their
1: mouth is doing. (laughs) Look at their eyebrows.
0: That's a good one. Eyebrows, eyebrow, depending on where you are in the world, might just be one. (laughs) (laughs) but on that note folks um share with us what are some of your challenges when you are if you're on a student team and what are some of the nerves that you work up before you perform and for our dance company directors what are some of the ways that you challenge or tackle that challenge with your students how do you encourage them how do you motivate them how do you get them to feel comfortable
1: and also Tell everybody where we are. You can find Naked and Counting on Spotify, on what was the other ones on uh, SoundCloud.
0: Yep, I just got a little partnership with uh, worldsaucerradio.com. So they will also be sharing this podcast as we release it. And of course, they also have tons of DJs from all across the globe who have various sets so you can get uh, exposure to different types of songs and music that you might have never heard before.
1: So we're planning to take over the world and we need your help. So just spread the word that Naked and Counting is here for your pleasure. Ciao. Until next time.